The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking to Disney bride Anne-Marie Tompkins about her Animal Kingdom wedding and celebration with a reception at Living Seas Salon. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how she chose all the locations for her events and what happened when weather caused some of them to change and how everything turned out. So welcome, Anne-Marie. Hi, Carrie. Thanks for being on the show today. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. I would love to start at the very beginning and find out how you and your fiance decided that you wanted to have your wedding at Disney. All right. So I've listened to pretty much every podcast episode before we had our wedding. And I will say (laughs) we are in the minority. Unlike a lot of your other guests, we weren't too familiar with Disney. So I picked it because I wanted something fun, something memorable and something we didn't feel like we needed to invite 200 guests to. So I heard Disney did weddings and I looked it up and I talked to my now husband about it and he was completely on board. That's great. That doesn't happen too often. Most of the time it does seem like people have to be, you know, lifelong fans of Disney to even know that you can get married there. So I'm excited that you were able to find out that they did weddings. Yeah, he's never even been to Disney. This was his first time at Disney. So yeah, it was a completely new experience for for both of us for sure. (laughs) Wow. Okay. So then how did your friends and family react when they found out where the wedding was going to be? Our friends were 100% on board. They were supportive. They were super excited. Our family, they were a little bit of a mix. They weren't all excited, but they were all supportive, mostly because they didn't know that much about Disney. They were a little leery just because of travel, especially because initially when we started planning, it was during the pandemic. So they were a little hesitant because of travel and because they hadn't been there before or they hadn't been there in a long time, cost was also a concern for them. I see. Okay. Now, did you set up a room block for your guests? We sure did. So we picked Animal Kingdom Lodge because we had gone through three reschedules and one cancellation. We had a lot of practice along the way to get things right in the way we wanted to in the end. And we said all along, if we could have anything, Animal Kingdom Lodge is where we would want to stay. So that was one of them in the room block. One of the bridesmaids, she um, highly recommended French Quarter. So we put that on there. And the other two we picked were All-Star Movies and Pop Century. And quite honestly, 
we just picked those because our room block coordinator, who was super helpful, Janet, she said that those would be be great for anybody who didn't fall in those other tiers. Where did people mostly stay? Almost everybody stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge, which was a little surprising for us, but almost everybody stayed there. There were a few that stayed at French Quarter, and we ended up just removing one of the others from our room block. We only had two people, I think, stay at All-Star Movies, and then we ended up just dropping the other hotel. Interesting. Okay. So how many guests did you invite, and how many were able to make the trip? We invited... 51 and we had 49 that came now that is what we ended up doing this last time so i will say initially when we started planning in april of 2020 we had initially had about 120 people on the guest list and once we got to the dates of our final our final date that we had we had a general idea of not only who would come but also who was ready to travel during the end of what I would consider the end of the the pandemic, or at least when things started to get better. So we definitely had a, a much smaller number than we started with. Interesting. Okay. So how did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? And did that change as you had to keep rescheduling? So it did. The The first time that we picked, we had chosen around our anniversary because our anniversary was really the date that we are targeting. And that would have been April 20th, 2020. But as we went through the postponements and cancellations, the date really, really almost became irrelevant. And by the by the time we got to our our finalized date and reception date, The only thing I really cared about is that it was during the summer before my niece went to college. And it was before it got too cold out for me because I am somebody who likes the extreme heat. So I wanted something that that was really warm. So we really went to our planner this last planning time and said, hey, these are the venues we really want. Don't care what date you make them. Don't care what time you make them. If you can make this happen within this window, we'll take whatever you got. So she came back to us and said, hey, we were able to make both of these happen these dates. And we're like, perfect. So we, we kind of just went with what was available. Okay, great. So then let's talk about those venues. How did you choose the venues for your ceremony, your dessert party, and your reception? And how did it change when the weather turned? <laughs> so we wanted the Tree of Life. My husband and I really sat down this last time and said, if we could have anything this time, what what would we have? Because we were kind of negotiating along the way to kind of cut and add things, different things that we wanted. So Animal Kingdom and the Tree of Life is 100% what we wanted. And mainly that was because we are very animal-centric as far as movies go. I went to school for quite a bit to be a veterinary technician. So I am I'm very focused on animals and that that's kind of, those are my favorite Disney movies and favorite parts of Disney. So we focus on Animal Kingdom. Our dessert party was supposed to be in Tamu Tamu. And what had happened is there was a horrible monsoon that came through that, that night. And it actually took out power um, throughout multiple parts of Florida. In fact, when our wedding planner called us, she literally lost power while she was on the phone with us. (laughs) So 
she told us, she goes, okay, we're going to, we're going to move you inside. And at that point, it, it didn't really even matter to us where it was. We just knew it was being moved inside. Um, and we went into Pizza Fari. So that's where they moved us to. I'm sure that's where she told us we were being moved to. Now on our, what's interesting is on our BEO, it actually lists a different backup location, but we ended up going inside to Pizza Fari for both the wedding and for the dessert party following that. Did they set each event up in different rooms? What rooms did they have you in? Yes. So what they did is we went into Pizza Fari and then we went into a, a big side room that only had chairs. There were no tables in there. And it was set out pretty spacious. And after the ceremony was done, we went into another small room that was a little further back. It was the next room over to the right of that room and in that room they had tables and that's where all of our food was set up and all of our guests were directed to we were fortunate enough to still have some of the things that we were looking for afterwards so as we were walking to the venue from the bus to actually go into the the wedding itself they directed us actually into a souvenir shop so that we could sit there and we could wait so that they could get everything situated as far as the the wedding party goes so we could kind of be rerouted and walk through things and we could see the lightning the rain was still coming down pretty good fortunately by the end of the ceremony it had actually all stopped so we did still get to have the coach take us to to the tree for awakenings so we still did get those things. So there was that gap between the wedding and the dessert party, but they were in rooms directly next to each other. Oh, that's interesting. So did all of your guests go with you when you rode in the carriage over to the Tree of Life to watch the Awakening show, or was that just you two? It was just the two of us. I was actually a little surprised because I could still see some of the lightning, but the rain had stopped. And the horse took us over and they met us and they actually asked us because things had obviously changed a little bit at that point. And they said, hey, do you still want your guests to come over or do you want this to be an intimate moment between you and your husband? And the, the plan was always to have everybody come over. So we did go over first. We took several photos, but we did have a lot of time to ourselves and that that coach ride felt really long. I felt like we had a long time with the coach and we had a lot of time with the coach at the tree as well. So the ride felt long and so did the the time we had with the coach at the tree. It felt like it was definitely worth it for us. Oh, that's great. And then it sounds like your reception at Living Seas Salon went off as it was supposed to the following day. Can you talk about how you picked that venue? So initially when we had started planning we had a little mermaid focus so that was one of the only other things that we kept that was specifically little mermaid focused instead of animal themed so i wanted something that was not only little mermaid focused but also that would have entertainment for the guests and not just entertainment that we could provide but the living seas with all the fish in the aquariums does provide an extra level of entertainment. And that was completely right because I can tell you the kids and the adults were mesmerized the entire night. 
the entire night. They were all searching for a specific aquarium animal and they made a game out of it. It, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> That's great. Now, of course, your options were limited with all of your events being in a park, but were you able to use any outside vendors? So the only outside vendors we used photography, we used the roots, and that is really the only outside vendor that we used. Got it. Okay. And how did you choose your officiant? I'll be honest in saying that the wedding itself was probably the least important part to us. Now, the ceremony was obviously important. In fact, my husband wanted to write his own vows, but we had gotten married at the courthouse during COVID because we weren't sure. We kept going through cancellations and postponements, you know, how long it was going to be. So we did get married beforehand. This was, it was still important to us, but we went by recommendations off of the Disbride group and we went by different recommendations on the podcast itself. And we did some research and we decided to go with RevCab. Did you add any kind of entertainment to your events? <laughs> we sure did. <laughs> so for the the wedding day itself, we had the, the coach, which I already talked about, I know. The second big piece to that is at the dessert party afterwards, we had Rafiki and Timon. So we asked specifically what characters we could have at Animal Kingdom, and they gave us a list, and the list was... We asked for additional characters that were not necessarily on the list. And we went back and forth a couple of times and we were actually going to go initially with Russell and Doug, but we thought some of our older guests may not know who they were. So we decided to stick with Rafiki and Timon. <laughs> and so that's for the dessert party. And for the wedding itself, we did do the awakening ceremony, as I said. For the reception the following day, we had Mickey and Minnie, because we had to have Mickey and Minnie, of course. We had Stitch. My husband loves Stitch, so Stitch was definitely a must. We had a DJ. Um, dancing was super important to me, so I wanted a DJ that would get everybody up on the dance floor or as many people as possible and keep everybody entertained. We definitely got that. Our DJ was fantastic. We had a slideshow of my dad who, who actually passed right after I graduated high school and my niece's grandfather who passed during the planning process. So yeah, the DJ announced that and we all stopped, took a moment to stop and watch the slideshow. We had character artists and the character artists were huge hits. So I am so glad we got the character artist. And then we, we ended the night with a ride mix-in. Oh, that's great. What ride did you do? We did Remy. <laughs> that's great. Now, some people might not be familiar with the way this works, but often when you have a late night ceremony in a park after hours like Animal Kingdom, Disney encourages you to either do a celebration like you guys did with your dessert party or, you know, a cocktail hour, but then have the actual reception the next day. And sometimes people get spooked by this because in the real world, that's pretty unheard of. Can you talk a little bit about that? Were your guests confused or worried about it? Were you worried about it? And how did it turn out? Our guests weren't concerned about it. I was a little concerned about it, but they were they were not concerned about it. They saw that there were two days worth of events and they were so excited. In fact, when they got the wedding invitations, they're like, we get two days worth of events instead of one. They, they were 
super, super excited. For me, I wasn't worried about it coming together. I was more worried about the late night just because I am up at 1.30 every morning. So I am an early, early, early bird. And I am usually in bed by four or five. So both of those were very late nights for me. And I wasn't sure how I was going to do. But honestly, it was completely seamless. I was pumped on adrenaline both days and everything went flawlessly. That's wonderful. And then do you have any menu items or cake flavors from your dessert party or your reception that you would recommend? So I have a few. Now I will preface this by saying that my husband and I are both vegan. So I will speak to what we can and I will let you know what the guests gave feedback on. So for the dessert party specifically, we asked for the cheeseburger spring rolls to be made vegan. We had both sweet and savory items at the dessert party. And really that was because we had people that were coming in that morning and didn't necessarily have a have a good chance to to eat in between napping and coming. So we did have both. But the cheeseburger spring rolls were a huge hit. The poached Granny Smith apple and brie quesadillas were definitely a favorite. And we have tons of pictures of guests waiting in the ice cream sundae bar line. They love that ice cream sundae bar with all the toppings. And the blue Hawaiian cocktail, my mom still talks about that cocktail. She loved that cocktail. At the reception, my husband really liked his mushroom risotto. And... We got a lot of feedback on the ratatouille and the cannolis and chocolate brownie pops. I cannot quite remember what I had. The chef just kept bringing me a plate. The only thing I do remember very specifically is Chef TJ saying to me, he's like, wow, this is one of the first times I've ever seen the bride out eat the groom. (laughs) (laughs) But everything was delicious. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the events fit together over those two days? Yes. So the wedding day, we were staying at, and pretty much everybody in the wedding party except for one person was staying at Jumbo House, but we rented a villa over in Kadani. So the bridesmaids, the flower girl, my mom all headed over there about 1 p.m. Hair and makeup came about 2. We also had lunch catered around that time. At 6 p.m. the roots came for getting ready photos and Cinemedia came very shortly after. Now my husband was supposed to get a light makeup service done. Unfortunately he had a humongous anxiety attack and I took my matron of honor 45 minutes to be able to get him in the room. So I spent a lot of time in the bathroom at that time, but he eventually did come in and get his hair and makeup services done. And we were able to get outside for a first look. at. It was 745, which was a little late, but Nate and Gen Z kept assuring me they build extra time in because of things like this. It's not the first time they happen. So once we got out there, we started the first look. That went very fast. That that felt like it went it went so fast. It felt like 10 minutes. At 8.07 which I know is oddly specific, but at 8.07, our wedding planner called us, and that's when she said that power was being taken out in the area. So that's when we found out about the changes to the venue. And as I learned, I was not going to get stressed about it because there's nothing I could do about it. So we were just going to go with it. And at 9.15, we headed over to Animal Kingdom. 
we headed right over to the venue. Everybody rushed as hard as they could to try to find things to cover me up with. And then we went through the ceremony with actually Rev Kev's wife. And then we went inside and we did the ceremony at 10 p.m. The ceremony was about 20 to 30 minutes and the rain had stopped. And so after the ceremony itself, we went in the Landau coach that took us over to the tree. We spent a lot of time taking pictures there and I spent a lot of time bonding with the horse. And then everybody came over and we watched Journey Awakenings. And once that was done, we headed back to the dessert party. And I was really excited because we we got there. I went in, I greeted everybody. And then probably about 20 minutes later, I I would say the characters, because the timeline was thrown off a little bit because of all all the moving. But probably around 11, Timon and Rafiki came. And that was actually perfect timing because some of the people who had flown in that morning were starting to get a little tired. So they came over to say their goodbyes. And once they saw Rafiki and Timon, they headed right back inside. (laughs) So that was the wedding day. And then the reception day, I had hair and makeup come at 11 a.m. The bus came to pick us up at Animal Kingdom. Ours was the first bus. Um, They came to pick us up to head to Epcot at 3 p.m. We did have a canine unit escort us in the back of the park. Our first dance was at 4.15. Mickey and Minnie were 6.45 to 7.15 p.m. And Stitch was around 7.30. The reception ended at 9 p.m. And that's when we headed over to Remy for the ride mix-in. And we all we all went on Remy. That's great. So when you were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? Guest experience and entertainment, for sure. Photography and videography and food. Those were our top three. And then were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or your effort? Floral, for sure. The only floral we got through Disney was actually the petals for the aisle. All of our bouquets and corsages they were brooch bouquets and corsages and i got them all off etsy decor was next i'm pretty sure we didn't do any decor with the exception of we did the lighting package on the ceiling inside of living sea salon and then the officiant was kind of the third least important to us got it so out of all of this what was your favorite memory of your wedding day Okay, so I hope this is okay. I asked my husband his as well, just in case they're... Oh, of they're course. There. Okay, <laughs> so my husband said, um, so he has he has two, because of course he can never pick just one and I couldn't pick just one. But his, his favorite was the reading of the first vows. It was his idea to actually do, to write our own vows. And um, that was his, his most favorite memory. But he said a close second was watching how much fun our guests were having and seeing that all the attention that we were, that we paid to guest experience was actually was paying off and it was well worth it for them. For for me, I have I have one for the wedding day and one for the reception day, but for the wedding day, it's the time with my husband in the Landau coach for sure, especially because of the rain out of the actual location. It gave us time to to still soak everything in and still 
get the experience we were we were initially kind of looking for. And on the reception day, it was getting to see my friends and family and how much fun they were having with the characters. At first, we didn't quite know how people were going to react to the characters. We knew that Everybody loves Mickey and Minnie, right? Like we had heard everybody loved Mickey and Minnie, but we had so many more characters and we weren't quite sure what was going to happen. And people weren't quite sure how to interact with them at first, but they warmed up really quick. In fact, the memory that I will remember most is one of our friends was having so much fun with their characters. She um, was having a little too much fun and actually was dancing with Mickey a little risque. And you could tell Mickey wasn't quite sure what to do. And she was so excited to see Stitch. She gave him a big hug and picked him up off the floor. And the handler came running from across the room. But I don't think she realized because she's not really tall either. She did. She picked him like feet off the floor. <laughs> she was so excited to see him. And that the close second for the reception day is getting to see how, how excited everybody was for the ride mix in and specifically my mom, she never goes on rides and she was excited. She ran right up to the card. I will never forget it. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. So we talked about the weather, which was a pretty big deal. Did anything else go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Yeah, we actually had quite a bit, to be honest with you. And a lot of these are not things that were that were on Disney at all. So we had planned for years that we really wanted as a DJ, JW. And by the time we got to our final dates, JW wasn't with Disney anymore. So I kind of went with my planner on her recommendation. She gave me three. And we went with Steve Weinstein and... We were so happy with him. So it did all work out in the end. So the second one is, so we were going, trying to go through initially as through as many Disney recommended vendors as possible. And we went with a hair and makeup person who we spoke with, we spoke with their company, you know, we had good vibes, but we were checking in on them and giving them the deposit. And I kept trying to email them to, confirm some things that they had asked and I couldn't get in touch with them. So over the couple of months I called, I left them a few messages and I did finally end up getting in touch with somebody and they just screamed at me over the phone. How dare I call? How dare I email so many times? They're too busy and they were just yelling at me. So I decided that we were just going to go with somebody else. And the the next thing which probably could have been really stressful but it wasn't so two days before our wedding my husband and i were walking around disney springs and rev kev sent us an email and saying he couldn't actually do our wedding because he got covid (laughs) so i wasn't gonna get get nervous i wasn't gonna get upset everything would work itself out it's kind of the mindset i was in this whole time and his wife stepped in as a replacement and i can tell you she was wonderful we still get compliments on her and they had no idea it was supposed to be somebody else she was wonderful and she made everybody feel so at ease in our video she is so funny we actually ended up my husband and I am pretty sure ended up almost dropping the rings twice during the ceremony and she just made a joke out of it everybody was laughing everybody was dying she was wonderful my husband's anxiety attack that was another thing that was pretty big I was a little concerned once they said they had a hard time even getting him up the stairs that he was going to have a hard time reading his vows and I was a little concerned about that but that didn't end up being an issue So that ended up working out in the end. 
at the very beginning, so I had mentioned as well that my husband and I are vegan, and um, there was a lot of back and forth with the cake. Fortunately, I feel like this is also a little bit of a rarity. The cake was one of the least important things to me. So we went through Aaron McKenna's. They were great. They were wonderful. But there was some kind of miscommunication or misunderstanding between our planner and Aaron McKenna's. And there was an issue with copyright initially for the cake. And they ended up creating a whole different design. And the design, I was I was not into the design at all. It really, it really felt like a birthday party kind of cake. And I'm like, well, you know, if, th- if this is the worst thing that happens, like, that's fine, we can deal with it. But it ended up all working out. And um, everything did work out. And they just my planner and her spoke and just confirmed things. The other thing was, my husband's mother is she, she's mobile but we did get her a wheelchair because she does have trouble walking and on the day of the reception um, there was a wheelchair issue his mom didn't actually get the wheelchair until halfway to the walk and she was having a hard time walking it did end up working out and it was pretty small in the grand scheme of things but that was also a little bit of an issue And I guess the last thing was I actually forgot, and this was completely on me, to give our best man all the tip envelopes. I forgot all the tip envelopes, and I ended up contacting my planner as soon as I got back, and my planner was wonderful. I actually ended up getting her every time we rescheduled and after we canceled, which was a little ironic, but I loved her, and I'm so glad we did. And I mailed them to her, and she distributed everything, so that was great, and I guess the last thing was the park photo shoot. We didn't actually figure out and know who our photographer was until less than 12 hours before the shoot. So I think it was 8 o'clock at night. I got a message from them saying, hey, I'll be there to pick you up at, you know, 545 in the morning. It just would have been a little nice to know because typically I'm in bed at that time. It It would be nice to know a little bit before that. Right, for sure. Now, was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about, and then it turned out not to be a big deal? For my husband, he would absolutely say transportation. He spent almost the entire time focusing on transportation. Your book was a really big help to him. He, he was still really concerned about that. And I think a lot of that was just because he hadn't been to Disney before. So for me, not really. I guess the biggest thing, the biggest concern I had was the late night for both. And um, I wasn't quite sure how my husband and I were going to feel the day of just because we are not big attention people like we, we really do not like focus on us at all. But we just kind of tuned everybody out. So everything worked out. But really, I was so laid back <laughs> during the whole thing. Even some of our vendors had, had commented on it. My hair and makeup person, even when she asked, she's like, well, what are you looking for? What do you want? Because I didn't do a hair and makeup trial because we are in New York and she is not. And I'm like, hey, whatever you think looks good, look, I'm totally fine with. And she's like, really? And yes, I, I would defer to you. Like, I'm laid back. I'm, I'm really easygoing. Whatever you think works, works. So I really took that approach the entire time. And really, that really came from listening to every podcast episode multiple times. It really did. <laughs> Is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Yes. So my husband said um, specifically, we would have looked for an officiant a little bit that had 
some of the same values that we had. There was something that, that we didn't think about till later, and we probably would have just done a little bit more investigation there. But again, we were happy with what we got. So I, I'm still not quite sure we would have changed anything. For me, I don't think we would have changed anything, to be honest with you. We only had, had one thing that that may have could have been changed. We just had we had one guess that that was a little negative, but I don't think we would have known that until afterwards. Got it. Do you have any other tips or advice for future Disney couples? My husband's advice, he has a little bit of advice and he definitely spent a lot more time like analyzing than I did. Um, he said, make sure that you know what you really want and really prioritize it. We had gone through so many reschedules, we were kind of settling along the way. And at the end, we're like, no, we're just going to pick what we really want. It's nice if budget allows for you to not have big regrets saying I would go back and do this completely different. So he definitely recommends that. He says, relax and have fun with it. Obviously, he had the anxiety attack, but once he calmed down, he had so much fun. He also said get the paperwork done ahead of time, specifically for the marriage license, if you can. Obviously, our situation was a little bit different just because we, we did get married earlier, so we didn't ha really have that to worry about. But he said if you can get all of that taken care of ahead of time, get all your final emails to your planner ahead of time, then do so so that you can really enjoy yourself the day of and you don't have to worry about final payments or, or things like that, if you can. For me, I do have a few tips. A lot of these definitely are, are fairly common, but make sure everything's in the BEO. We had so many things that were incorrect, but I think that's that's pretty normal as you go along, but that's why you got you really got to double check it. Listen to this podcast for sure, because I got so many ideas from this podcast. I got so many resources from this podcast. We would have had a completely different wedding, and if I would have gone back and heard this afterwards, I probably would not have known half of these things existed without the podcast in your book. So we really did have a magical experience because of that. Definitely join the Diz Brides group. They are a huge help. They provide great advice, and you can make some great contacts there. My next one, now is a good time to talk about that other Little Mermaid incorporation. My husband dressed, we actually had a custom Prince Eric outfit made for him um, by some designers that are local to us that do some TV runway shows. And um, my dress, I actually got my dress because it looks very similar to a dress that Ariel actually wears in the movie just without the big puffy sleeves. Now, the part I want to point out about this is if anybody else does choose to do an entire base thing, one thing that our planner didn't think about, but we did need to ask because it could have turned out much differently, is between the wedding and the dessert party, my husband needed to change before he could interact with the characters to maintain character integrity. Oh, interesting. Yeah, he needed to change his shirt. They were okay with the slacks that he had. It was a two-piece outfit, but because it was Little Mermaid and the characters were from The Lion King, he had to change before he could interact with them. So don't stress. I know easier said than done. Um, I am somebody who just doesn't usually get very stressed. So honestly, I made a decision. I was fine with it, um, and I didn't stress about anything. I just 
knew that it would it would all work out and I put everything kind of into Disney's hands. They they really are the the experts and we did kind of tighten things up along the way. We were as laid back as I felt like we could have been and and I did not stress about one thing at all. I guess I would say as well to go in initially really figuring out what you want. And I say that because I had a lot of things come up as this planning was going on. What made us really move forward the last time was that my niece was going to college and my mom, this last time we were planning, had been diagnosed with stage four cancer. Mm. So I said, you know, these two things are happening right now. We are going to really go all out for my husband and I decided that we were going to go all out, not just for us, but really make it a magical experience. And while Disney will will always be there, because everybody kept saying that during all the reschedules, don't worry, Disney's always going to be there. Well, eventually it came down to, yes, but some people who are important to us may not be. We already had one person that was very close to us pass away during the planning process. I I wanted the time to be able to, to spend it with my mom. So I, w- I would say, know what you want and really relish and enjoy your time with your guests. Make memories with your husband and or your significant other, but also make memories with everybody around you because it will make the day that much more special. That's great advice. Well, Anne-Marie, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World, and I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you, Carrie. It was great to be here. That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at fairytaleweddingsguide.com. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.